to welcome you to the Alan Smith Sunday School Podcast, Liberty Baptist Church. It is, uh, we're studying in the book of Isaiah still, and today will be a great message about God reigns. And before we get started, we need to pray for our pastor, senior pastor, who had at one time had COVID-19. I'm not sure how well he's doing right now, but I know he's still in confinement. So y'all pray for Pastor Tim Cox. Pray for uh, all of our pastors that will be uh, ministering this week. Uh, thank you for their service. And we, we just thank them for everything they always do in preparation for getting us ready for Sunday morning. Those of you that can't make Sunday school class, this what this that's what this um, podcast is for. Hopefully, we see you. We're now located at the in the chapel. Uh, we can start at nine a.m. and we actually take off, still take temperatures and wear the mask. So please bring a face mask if you can. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day, and Lord, we thank you for the blessings of who you are, Lord. We know as we read about through Isaiah, Lord, that not only do you reign, but Lord, you're true, you're faithful, Lord, you're focused on uh, your mission, Lord, and that's to make you known. And Lord, we thank you that we have that opportunity, Lord, to come before your throne of grace. Lord, it says boldly come before your throne of grace, Lord, and we proclaim today, Lord, that uh, Lord, we know that you're in charge of everything. We know the government lays upon your shoulders. And Lord, we know a great election is right around the corner. So Lord, help guide us, help lead us, Lord. Uh, turn our hearts back into what they're supposed to be. And Lord, keep our thoughts and our mind and our heart focused on you, Lord, that we would make you known wherever we go. And Lord, we'd be Christ-like examples in what we say and what we do and how we go. Lord, today, use this time, Lord, glorify uh, Lord, who you are, Lord, today through the message, and Lord, help us to communicate that message as, as clearly as we can, Lord, and thank you for the love that you have for us, Lord. But again, Lord, thank you for this podcast and the time, and Lord, thank you for the way you've used COVID-19, Lord, to get your word out. Protect the ones, Lord, that are still having issues with COVID-19, especially our senior pastor, Tim Cox, Lord, be with Lord, Lord, the ones that are still nurses and doctors that are still dealing with COVID-19, and Lord, help us find a cure for it, Lord, and we know that would be in your timing also. So, Lord, use us today to glorify your kingdom and this message to uh, keep your message in front of everybody. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to be in Isaiah. We're actually reading from Isaiah 13 uh, all the way through Isaiah 23, 18, but we're just going to take a little bit of time today. Our our study lesson actually is in Isaiah 23, 8 through 18. But we're going to do a little background, as we normally do. So last week's lesson, we learned about Ahaz, which is Judah's king. He trusted in his alliance with Assyria instead of trusting God. And God spoke to Ahaz two times, showing God's mercy and his forgiveness. But Ahaz refused to listen, even when God told Ahaz, he would give him a sign, and that sign would be a child, a child born to a virgin, and his name would be called Emmanuel, God with us. Chapter 9, chapter 9 told us about the promised son of God and how the government will be upon his shoulder. His name is Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This could only be the Messiah 
Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Chapter 11 tells us about the Son of Man, Son of Man's reign from the root of Jesse, how Jesus will rule with righteousness and the earth will be full of his knowledge of God. And this week's lesson is about the oracles of judgment on the nations that ruled over or attacked Judah and Israel. God had promised judgment and then eventually restoration for Israel and Judah. But if you act like these other nations, then God will treat you like these other nations. In fact, because you know who God really is, you'll be treated with greater contempt. Knowing God comes with great responsibility, and we should know better than to put our trust in foreign alliances and only put our trust in God alone. God is not just the Lord of Judah, but is the Lord of all nations and all kingdoms, whether they acknowledge him or not. Power, wealth, or worldly wisdom are not trustworthy. Only the Lord is truly trustworthy. A little background on Israel now. Israel lies as a small neck of land that borders Egypt and the rest of Asia Minor. This was the narrow way in the land of Egypt for conquering forces. Thus, they had to cross Israel, Judah, to get to Egypt and vice versa. Any invading army that wanted to conquer other military leaders would have to walk through this land, God's land. The empire of Assyria, the Babylonians, the Persians, and the Greeks all held part of Asia Minor. And at some point, they have to contend and had to contend with Egypt. Israel was forced to defend herself against invading troops. But instead of calling out to the Lord for protection, the leaders would form alliances with various nations for protection. This often caused the people of Israel to trust in these alliances instead of trusting God. Through the prophets, though, God would send warnings to the people of Judah and Israel to turn to him for their salvation. When Israel refused to do this, God would send the surrounding nations to punish Israel in order to bring them back to God. These nations and the empires that were used by God were used to bring Israel back to God. But these nations also had judgments upon themselves. And these judgments brought against them for their pride, their greed, their haughtiness, and their arrogance. These nations were not innocent. They needed to know who the God of Israel really is. And what we know is that he is the God of everything. He's not only the God of the heavens, he's also the God of the earth and the, and the sea and all the things there. So we know that the Bible speaks that this earth in due time will be rolled away and a new heaven and a new earth will come along. What we also know is God's always on his throne. We also know the nations and the kingdoms that will be judged are the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Philistians, Moabites, the Syrians, Israel, which is the northern ten tribes, Ethiopia, Egypt, Edom, Arabia, 
Shebna, and Tyre, whom we'll study today. But first, turn to chapter 14. We're going to read verses 12 through 21. I want you to, I want you to hear who else is going to be judged. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you're cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you've said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who seize you are will those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of the prisoners? All the kings of the nations, all of them, sleep in glory even in their own house. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who are slain, thrust through with a sword who go down the stones of the pit like a corpse trodden underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The brood of evildoers shall never be named. Prepare slaughter for his children because of the because of the iniquity of their fathers. They say, rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the world with cities. So we also realize, as Isaiah tells us in chapter 14, that also Satan, Lucifer, will be judged. And that's a good thing to know that our, our nemesis, Lucifer, and as it says there, O Lucifer, son of the morning, God will judge Satan. We have a mighty God. Nothing reigns or compares to our God. Today we're going to read, I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 7 real quick. And then we're going to take them and uh, discuss those for just a few minutes. So if you will, turn your Bibles to Isaiah 23. We're going to be in chapter, chapter 23, verse 1. The Bible says the burden against Tyre. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for it is laid waste. So there is no house, no harbor. From the land of Cyprus, it is revealed to them. Be still, you inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon, whom those who cross the sea have filled, and on great waters the grain of Shehor. The harvest of the river is her revenue, and she is a marketplace for the nations. Be ashamed, O Sidon, for the sea has spoken, the strength of the sea, saying, I do not labor, nor bring forth children, neither do I rear young men, nor bring up virgins. When the report reaches Egypt, they also will be in agony at the report of Tyre. Cross over to Tarshish. Well, you inhabitants of the coastland, is this your joyous city, whose iniquity is from ancient days, whose feet carried her far off, to dwell. Here, Isaiah's giving us a little bit of head start. He's saying, here Isaiah deals with the Phoenicians. That's the people that ran that area. So specifically, the city of Tyre. 
Tyre was a rich and prosperous city with many interactions with the Mediterranean world. Tyre had been inhabited and wealthy for a long time. Long, long time. I think it was about, I want to say two years or 200 years before uh, Jesus Christ. And it appears to be an unconquerable place because of, its, because of where it sits, its population and its fleet of sheep, ships, making it seem to be a permanent figure to the world. Tyre was built partly on an island with large fortifications, but the city of Tyre is not out of the reach of God. The Assyrians did not conquer Tyre. They had conquered the city that was on the coast. They did not conquer the island of Tyre. It took the Greeks to conquer that, and they did that by building a wall of rocks all the way out to the city or all the way out to the island, filled it up so that they could conquer the island. Verses 8 through 12 is where our lesson starts today. That's where we're going to start. So if you will, make sure you're in Isaiah 23, verses 8 through 12. Who has taken this counsel against Tyre, the crowning city, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are the honorable of the earth? The Lord of hosts has purposed it, to bring dishonor, the pride of all the glory, to bring into contempt all the honorable of the earth. Overflow through your land like the river, O daughter of Tarshish, there is no more strength. He stretched out his hand over the sea, he shook the kingdoms. The Lord has given a command against Canaan to destroy, to destroy strongholds. And he said, you, were, you will rejoice no more. O you oppressed virgin daughter of Sidon, arise, cross over to Cyprus. There also you will have no rest. So we're talking about the city of Tyre again. Tyre's wealth and reputation were so great that the traders that came there were viewed like royalty with crowns. Her merchants were treated like princes and given great honor because everyone wanted benefit from the trade that was associated with the city of Tyre. God's plan to bring dishonor and contempt to the city and the people of Tyre was because of pride. They had become haughty and self-reliant in their wealth. What we can get from these verses is that God will carry out his promises and nothing will stop him. This is valuable for us today as we live out our lives with so much uncertainty around us. We can be assured God knows our situation and he will provide for us ultimately in the form of salvation through Christ. We can trust God despite our circumstances. He is more powerful than any situation we face. And we are called by scripture to trust in the Lord, not our circumstances. That's Matthew 6, 25-34. Those who arrogantly look to their own accomplishments will, and do not glorify God because of what he has given them will eventually be brought low. God may allow them to last for a time, but his patience will one day end and their arrogance will be judged. Verses 13 through 18 says this. Behold, the land of the Chaldeans, this people which was not, Assyria founded it for wild beasts of the desert. They set up its towers, they raised up its palaces, and they brought it to ruin. 
Well, you ship of Tarshish, for your strength is laid waste. Now it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre will be forgotten 70 years according to the days of one king. At the end of 70 years, it will happen to Tyre, as in the song of the harlot. Take a harp, go out about the city, you forgotten harlot. Make sweet melodies, sing many songs, that you may be remembered. And it shall be at the end of 70 years, the Lord will deal with Tyre. She will return to her hire and commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth. Her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. It will not be treasured nor laid up, for her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord to eat sufficiently and for fine clothing. What's Isaiah telling them here? Isaiah is making sure they all know one thing. Nothing on earth can be trusted to last. But God is steadfast and he is forever. Human empires come and go, but the kingdom of God is eternal. Tyre would be forgotten. The perfect amount of time needed for justice to be carried out for 70 years. The Lord would restore Tyre after her time of punishment had been completed and the city would be back in business. Just as God gave an assurance, he would fulfill his plan for Tyre. God also gives us assurances of his promises also. And one of the greatest of these comes in Romans 8, 18-39. In this section, Paul gives us assurance that our salvation is secure in Christ and nothing can separate us from God. And in our trying times, this is our defense against doubt and fear. Christ has risen from the dead, and he intercedes for us. We can see Christ's love for us and the assurance that we cannot lose our salvation. A good reminder for those businesses today that trust in the security of their business empire, that becoming wealthy and powerful without, without acknowledging the Lord will eventually bring his judgment. The Bible consistently condemns our human tendency to trust in wealth and the power it brings rather than trusting in, in the Lord. The crucial point is that God is in control and those who trust in God should not trust in wealth or power. As a source of security, they should not trust in that. He is the only one we should and we can trust. Isaiah prophesies that not only will God restore Tyre, but the profits from Tyre's businesses will be dedicated to the Lord. One of the key things throughout the Old Testament is that the nations will come to know God. Even though the nations continually attack and harass Israel, in the end, all nations will come to a true knowledge of the Lord. We see this in part today as missionaries go throughout the world telling people about Christ, bringing redemption to the people of all nations. This also helps us to look at the surrounding nations not as enemies of the United States, but as people who are in need of the gospel. This should refocus our perspective so that we see people as creatures made in the image of God, not foreigners who are strange to us. This lesson teaches us that we should only put our hope and trust in God and nothing else. Everything will fall away 
except the love of God. Judgment will come to those that do not accept Jesus Christ as Savior. Today, we can make a difference if we're willing to tell our story. This is our lesson. God reigns through ever. God, God reigns forever. And throughout all eternity, God is the only constant in our lives. If we're not making him known, we're, we're like the people of Tyre. So therefore, make him known. Tell your story. And remember, God loves you. Thank you for listening.